good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll begin with the daily COVID numbers. There were 10,064 new COVID-19 cases and 82 more fatalities recorded during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Wednesday morning. Of them, 9,946 cases were in the general population and 118 among prisoners. The number of new cases rose from the 9,445 announced on Tuesday when the country recorded 84 more deaths. On Tuesday, 10,988 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. There were 3,498 positive ATK test results as well. And we'll start off with the first story of the day. Thailand ranked 80 out of 139 countries on rule of law dropping two positions. The World Justice Project, WJP, today released the WJP Rule of Law Index 2021, which evaluates rules of law in 139 countries or jurisdictions. The report is the first in this annual series issued since the COVID-19 pandemic was declared in March 2020, and it shows multi-year negative trends worsening during this period. The WJP Rule of Law Index is an annual report based on national surveys of more than 138,000 households and 4,200 legal practitioners and experts around the world. The WJP's framework for the rule of law covers eight factors. Constraints on government powers, absence of corruption, open government, fundamental rights, order and security, regulation enforcement, civil justice and criminal justice. Thailand's overall rule of law score decreased 2.2% in this year's index. At 80th place out of 139 and jurisdictions worldwide, Thailand fell two positions in global rank. Thailand's score places it at 10 out of 15 countries in the East Asia and Pacific region and 22 out of 40 among upper middle income countries. Regionally, East Asia and Pacific's top performance in the index is New Zealand, 7 out of 139, followed by Australia and Japan. The three countries with the lowest score in the region are the Philippines, Myanmar and Cambodia. In the last year, 11 out of 15 countries declined in East Asia and the Pacific. Of those 11 countries, 5 had also declined in the previous year. No real surprise here. I mean, I, I guess the uh, Joe Ferrari uh, episode wouldn't help in relation to rule of law and uh, all the other little bits of corruption that have been going on over the last couple of years. The emergency decree, the crackdown on people's freedoms and rights to protest and various other things. So yeah, Thailand couldn't expect much more than what it's in now. And next up, Tat Keen to draw top names to celebration. The Tourism Authority of Thailand wants to mark the country's grand reopening by inviting Lalisa and Andre Botticelli to perform in a countdown celebration event this year. Tat Governor Yutasak Supasorn said his plan is still pending and requires further consideration. The idea is to increase tourism confidence and put the country back in the global spotlight after Prime Minister Prayachanacha announced most of the country's plan to reopen to vaccinated foreigners without acquiring in November. Inviting both Andre Bollicelli, a world-class Italian opera tenor, 
and a K-pop superstar Lalisa to perform at a big event will require large investment, meaning additional budget approval from the government and partial support from private sector. However, the fan base of the two artists, particularly Lalisa, totals at least 20 million globally. It's worth trying to bring them here for a special occasion, he said. Mr. Yutasek said Phuket might be the destination for the countdown event as the government already created a plan to establish the island as a world-class destination, approved by the Centre for Economic Situation Administration earlier this month. Putting together such an event would depend on discussions with YG Entertainment, Lalisa's agency and her brand sponsors in Thailand, he said. In addition to tourism promotion, Mr. Yutasak said the authority proposed to the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration the revocation of the Certificate of Entry, COE, process once the country ends the state of emergency, eliminating an inconvenient obstacle to visitors even if the country reopens without quarantine. He said feedback from the Phuket sandbox the past few months saw visitors from every market complain that the complicated COE application process is a major obstacle to visiting Thailand. There's also a news report in the UK that Thailand has the most difficult entry process among countries that reopen to international tourists, he said. He said the government must consider making the entry process much easier for tourists when the whole country reopens, particularly making the RT-PCR test cheaper. They should have a lower price, below 1,000 baht, while the government should prepare sufficient testing capacity at airport to avoid bottlenecks upon arrival, said Mr. Yutasak. So let's try break this article down a little. Firstly, it would be hard to believe that either Andre Botticelli or Lisa from Blackpink would even accept the offer to perform God knows where for New Year's Eve in Thailand. It's not like they're a cabaret show, and even if they were available, Tat just couldn't afford them. Before the governor of Tat speaks, I would suggest he does some research into the demographics of Lisa from Blackpink's audience. 70% female, 41% in the age range of 14 to 18 year old. Lisa is very popular, but not in the cohort that the Tat wishes to attract. Those rich, well-to-do foreigners with money to burn, that's not Lisa's audience. The very age group that she attracts would have to quarantine on arrival in Thailand under the current rules. And the truth is, any concert in Phuket would mainly draw ties to the event, not the glitterati from abroad. And what kind of concert would it be with an Italian opera singer and a K-pop superstar? Now, as for the governor's words in relation to the COE, from what he's saying, I get the feeling that the COE is set to continue, even for those 10 countries who are considered low risk. The emergency decree is not set to expire until November 30th, a month after the country has apparently reopened. There is a big meeting today of the CCSA and this announcement will be discussed in depth and I see no reason to start speculating what will be the outcome, like so many outlets and commentators have been doing. So we can wait a few hours and once it has been announced, it'll be on Friday's show for you and all updated there. And up next, Thailand must be ready for influx of tourists from November 1, says the minister. Foreigners will flock to Thailand now that Prime Minister Prayachanacha has announced that the country will be reopening on November 1, the tourism and sports minister Piyapat Ratchakabakarn said on th- Tuesday. Pointing out that Thailand is a popular winter destination for travellers from the west, he said the public health ministry should have a strict screening system ready in time. However, he said the arrival of foreign tourists will help kickstart the revival of Thailand's tourism industry by year-end and in the first quarter of next year. 
Visitors from 10 low-risk countries are not required for a mandatory quarantine but must be fully vaccinated and enter Thailand by air. Meanwhile, Thailand's Health Ministry and Deputy Prime Minister Anatan Charvakul said yesterday that he was ready to reopen Thailand to foreign tourists again on November 1st. But he told Thai Rat that the public would have to wait for details from the CCSA and that the reopening of pubs and bars needed to be done with great care to avoid spikes in more COVID-19. The embattled minister was speaking at Government House yesterday morning after Prime Minister Prayat Chan-a-Chan announced a Monday and a scheduled cabinet meeting. He admitted he was yet to be appraised of the details of the plan to open the country to 10 nations of low risk, saying that more details will be made available on Thursday at the CCSA's big committee meeting. Pressed on whether the health ministry was ready and comments by the Prime Minister about the threat of new strains and spikes in infections, he said it was time to reopen and then deal with the consequences. Reversing or turning left and right from the reopening decision was not an option. They needed to deal with it and were ready to do so. Pressed on whether patrons of bars and pubs would be allowed to congregate and consume alcohol. He said that the infections disease department would have to have COVID-free setting protocols in place, but this was still to be decided. But he didn't rule out closing the country again when pressed on the matter, saying that it depended on the situation whether the country was opened up or not. He defended his and the government's actions in the past, saying that everything was done according to the situation at the time. Everyone needed to work together, but he conceded that the opening of Thailand's nightlife was a question that needed the utmost care as people congregated close together, presenting a high risk of infection. Now I think the tourism and sports minister suffers from some kind of a delusion because the idea to think that tourists are going to be flocking from November 1 to Thailand is just absurd. I think more like a dribble is what you're going to get because people are not sitting all around the world with their hands on their PCs waiting for you to make the announcement to book their flight November 1. Sure, some people will definitely come but not what you think. Because people have made their plans already. They haven't been waiting for Thailand to decide when they would like to open up. They've been doing their thing. They've been deciding where they're going to go for Christmas and what they're going to do. And Thailand's gone off that list now. And that's very, very unfortunate. Thailand has lost an awful lot of business because of its inconsistency and its hesitancy to towards reopening. Now, another thing that I think is very, very strange and bizarre, but not unusual in this country, is that it seems the health minister had no idea and was not briefed on the Prime Minister's announcement. He seems to be completely in the dark and kind of just making things up as he goes along when he's being interviewed at this stage. I I also find that very strange. But like the announcement that Thailand would open within 120 days, what we found out after that was nobody was briefed on it. So this could be a similar type thing. And now they're all being put under pressure to come up with systems and get things opened by November 1. Yeah, let's see what the announcement will be later on today. It'll be very, very interesting, I think. And next up, fewer strict COVID zones, shorter curfew on the cards. The government will on Thursday consider cutting the number of maximum and strict COVID-19 controlled zones and shortening the night curfew to four hours. A government house source said the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration would on Thursday consider a proposal from its operations committee to reduce the number of dark red provinces of maximum and strict COVID-19 controls to 24 from 29. It would also seek approval to designate 29 provinces as red maximum control zones and 24 as orange control zones. Prime Minister Prayat chan would chair the CCSA meeting at 10am at Government House on Thursday, the source said. The CCSA's operation panel will also propose to shorten the curfew hours from 10pm to 4am to 11pm to 3am. Disease control measures vary according to the colour-coded zone.
The committee planned to let people in the dark red zones organise meetings and traditional events at shopping centres, hotels and exhibition and convention centres, but the number of participants would be capped at 50 per venue. The event limitations would be 100 people in the red zones and 200 people in the orange zones. Besides, elderly day care centres would open, the source said. The proposal on relaxed disease control measures were expected to take effect on Saturday. On Thursday, the Public Health Ministry would propose the AstraZeneca-Pfizer vaccination regime in addition to the Sinovac-AstraZeneca in use currently. And a little bit of positive news on AstraZeneca that has been produced here in Thailand. It was revealed that Xeon Bioscience has been added to the list of alternative manufacturing sites for AstraZeneca AB as part of the World Health Organization Emergency Use Listing Procedure or EUL. The WHO EUL webpage will be updated probably in the next couple of days. This will make it easier for AstraZeneca administered in Thailand to be accepted worldwide, which, which will definitely help expats who's been vaccinated here and Thais who wish to travel abroad. And that's something very, very positive today as well. And next up, two wet markets in Chiang Mai stay closed for another 11 days after more COVID-19 infections. The Chiang Mai COVID-19 Situation Command Centre has ordered the Muang Mai and Sotor Gao wet markets to remain closed until at least the 22nd of October after 118 more COVID-19 cases were found, raising the total in the cluster to 478. After finding of new cases, Dr. Songyos Kamchai, Chief of the Communicable Disease Control at the Chiang Mai Provincial Health Office, advised anyone in in a high-risk group who was in contact with traders at the market as well as the traders themselves to isolate for 14 days as a precautionary measure to help prevent the spread of the disease. According to the command centre, 214 more new infections were recorded in Chiang Mai on Tuesday, including three who came from Bangkok and two from Lampung province, with the rest being locally acquired cases. Four more venues have been declared high-risk by the provincial office. They included a church at Paddad Subdistrict, the wedding shop in Makham Luang Subdistrict, a mango orchard in the subdistrict of Fang, and a DIY shop. People who have visited these places this month have been told to monitor their health and immediately seek testing if they develop symptoms. And next up, Phuket officials tired of people not understanding the word or. Phuket officials this morning posted a notice explaining the definition of the word or in response to questions about the new domestic entry requirements to the province to come into effect on Saturday, October 16th. Along with the notice posted on the Phuket COVID-19 and Phuket Sandbox official Phuket Information Centre operated by the Phuket Office of the Ministry of Interior was the message. Some people don't understand what the word or means, so the admin finds a clear answer according to the Royal Institute's dictionary. The notice itself read, the statement, choose one or the other. For example, take money or gold, the Royal Institute Dictionary. The post follows Phuket officials launching an intensive public awareness campaign to inform people about the new relaxed measures that will come into effect on Saturday. The new measures specifically regard domestic travellers, that is, people already in Thailand wanting to come onto the island. The requirements apply to all people entering Phuket, including island residents who leave Phuket and want to return. The main relaxation of the provincial entry requirement to start on Saturday is that vaccinated people will no longer need to present evidence that they have tested negative for COVID-19 within seven days before arriving. However, much confusion has been expressed in the public's response to the announcement of the measures, despite Phuket officials issuing a slew of public notices in a variety of different formats to explain the new regulation measures. Now, I don't understand what's to be confused about. It's fully vaccinated or rapid antigen PCR test 
or recovered from COVID in the last 90 days with a letter from your doctor or hospital. It's really very, very easy and I really don't understand what the confusion is, but I have seen this confusion where they've posted it and the questions underneath it, oh, I'm coming from Suratani, can I come in? And they're like, yes, if you're fully vaccinated or you have this and they're like, oh, so I have to have both. And I really don't get it. I just don't think people read clearly what's being written. I know the Phuket officials even made a video about this to try explain it to people. But for some reason, I don't know if it's the way it's said in the Thai language, but the English version is very, very clear. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but I think they're getting very frustrated with people right now. And yeah, I can kind of understand where they're coming from too. And next up, Storm Kompasu to deliver more rain. Tropical Storm Kompasu will make landfall in Upper Vietnam on Wednesday or Thursday while bringing heavy rain to the northeast, the Thai Meteorological Department warned on Tuesday. The wind speed of the storm was recorded at a high of 100 kilometers per hour at its center and it was yesterday seen moving from the Upper South China Sea to the west. It was expected to pass Haiyan Islands and then hit Upper Vietnam and later weaken. Heavy rain is expected in Muktahan, Nakhon Panam, Sakhan Nakhon and Bung Khan province in Thailand as the storm crosses Vietnam. The department said the strong southwestern monsoon over the Andaman Sea, the south and the Gulf of Thailand would also bring heavy rain to some parts of the lower north, lower northeast, the central plains and the east and the western coast of the south. Between October 12 and 16 more rain is expected to occur in some areas as a cold air mass from China extends to the north and the upper northeast. Rainfall will decrease after this Sunday. And next up, the Phuket News. Phuket reported 171 new COVID-19 infections in the past 24 hours. Five of them were from the Sandbox program. Over the past seven days, Phuket has recorded a total of 1,144 COVID cases. We had 509 international arrivals through the Sandbox scheme. They arrived on five flights, one Guatar, two Singapore Airlines, one Etihad and one Scoot. 332 travellers tested negative for COVID during their second and third tests as well. And since the 1st of July, 46,200 75 travellers have availed of the Sandbox programme. In other Phuket news, vegetarian festival continues as devotees from spiritual home Katu Shrine take to the streets. The Phuket Vegetarian Festival continued this morning as devotees and Masong spirit mediums from Katu Shrine, the spiritual home and origin of the festival, held their street procession to the Chinese shrine at Sapanhin. Phuket reopening to domestic tourists comes as a consensus, says Governor. Phuket Governor Narang Wunsi has assured that the decision to reopen the island this Saturday, October 16, to vaccinate arrivals without needing to undergo COVID tests was reached by consensus among many segments of the Phuket community. And finally, Panya Province has adjusted its entry requirements to be the same as that of its neighbour, Phuket Province. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.